Welcome back to Cocktails and Crankshafts. It's your boy, the fat man, the killer bee, the Africanized honeybee, the carguyblog05 at gmail.com guy, at 05car on Twitter, at 05car on Facebook, at 05car on Instagram. Today we're going to talk about episode three. And once again, um, as I presented this on video on YouTube, it was structured around actual video of my uh, Tyco RC, or excuse me, Tyco HO scale car collection, electric slot car collection, and me filming individual cars one at a time and showing some footage of the cars going around the track. Obviously, that doesn't work well for a podcast, so instead what I'm going to do is talk about it uh, in some generalities. In the original video, I gave some historical background to Tyco and why they're called Tyco. I believe it was Tyler Company. Yeah, Tyco Toys began life as Mantua Metal Products in Woodbury Heights, New Jersey. Uh, they were a metal worker. They eventually began making model trains out of metal. Uh, one of the founders was named John Tyler. And so as the HO scale model trains molded in metal started to take off, they changed the name to Tyler Company, i.e. Tyco. Now, Tyco as a company itself has been... Uh, changed hands many times over the years and would, was eventually absorbed into the Mattel family uh, sometime in the 80s, late 80s, I believe. Doesn't matter. My history with electric slot car racing goes back to 1979, or actually, I guess, 1980. Christmas 1980, my grandfather got me an Aurora AFX slot car racing set, HO scale slot car racing set. I was five years old, like just a couple months past my fifth birthday. And my parents had some concerns with me playing with an electric, you know, plug in electric toy like that. So the Aurora AFX track went away. And the next Christmas I was gifted a lovely Hot Wheels racing uh, kid powered. You know, I had the wipeout set where you, you crank, you crank a little centrifugal wheel and it shoots the car around the track. And when it comes back around, it goes through the wheels and goes again. So kid power, no electricity required, and thus no supervision required. And that was fine for when I was five, six years old. But the itch was always there. My parents sort of knew that, you know, we would come back around to the slot car thing. So Christmas 1986, I get the big, the biggest set that Sears sold in their wish book, the Tyco Magnum 440 Grand Prix Championship or whatever it was called. It came with two Indy cars. It came with two NASCAR stockers. It came with a mail-away certificate for all chromed out Buick Regal to celebrate Tyco's 25th anniversary, I guess, or the 25th anniversary of the racing car sets or something. I don't know. It was chrome. It was a mail-away because we did that in the 80s, and it was beautiful. Um. Uh, I played with that track. My dad played with that track. My dad was in the Army. And oftentimes in the 80s, whenever we had a holiday, if there were young soldiers in his unit that could not go back home for whatever reason, money to travel or didn't have a leave, whatever, they'd come to our house for Christmas dinner. And so we had all these young soldiers in the house, and they were lining up, taking turns to race me on this racetrack. Christmas, like as soon as we finished eating, Everybody ran down to the basement and we jumped on the racetrack and we're just like, I was lining them up and knocking them down. Me and that racetrack stayed pretty tight until 
Raleigh, you know how kids are. I grew up basically uh, around 1988 or 89. Girls and playing basketball with my buddies started to take priority over slot car racing. And the slot car track went into the box and under my bed. And it stayed in some version of in the box and under my bed for most of the next 20 years. Um, I was out of college with a house of my own. And my dad was like, hey, come get your stuff. I went and got the racetrack and stuck it in the attic of the house I was living in at the time. That was like 2001. I relocated to the Midwest. I took it with me. I relocated again. I took it with me. And I relocated one more time back to North Carolina and I brought it with me. And all this time I'd been hauling this track around. I said, you know, eBay's a thing. I bet I can find parts and cars for this thing. And sure enough, I went on eBay and I found all sorts of new cars and new old stock and uh, vintage stock and parts and pieces. And I bought and I bought and I bought until I had enough track for, ooh, Let's put it this way. I have three track layouts for four by eight pieces of plywood boxed away in plastic bins because who needs a riding cardboard box anymore? So I got a Sterlite bin from Walmart. I've got the track, the map to put the track together because that's a thing on the internet now. You can go and look up Tyco HO scale slot car layouts and they'll tell you how many pieces of what size, length, or curve radius pieces of track all laid out in a nice spreadsheet with a color-coordinated assembly chart. And I've got three of those layouts, plus the cars to power them, plus extra power strips, because one of the things that used to happen when you were a kid, the track worked great when it was brand new. But once those rails and the pickups on the cars started to oxidize, the cars didn't go. So you'd get, especially if you had a long track, you'd get pretty far out on the track and the car would just stop. Well, that's because of resistance through the rails. So the way to fix that is you put another power tap in and you power 12 volts to one rail and 12 volts to the other rail and each car has its own independent power. They're not sharing power across the track anymore and you can run a much longer setup without the cars dying. So I got all the parts I needed to do that. September 2020, I took a voluntary buyout from my job. So I'm currently jobless and houseless so my Tyco stuff is packed away in a storage unit, but um, I should be returning to the workforce here pretty soon. I've accepted a position as I'm recording this. I'll be going back to work in about two weeks. So I plan to get the Tyco stuff back out. However, in the in intervening time since I recorded this original YouTube version of this I bought a set of 132nd scale Carrera and Scalelectrics slot cars, the big boys, not the biggest, but bigger. And I will be doing a Carrera slot car, all digital slot car layout as well, because those cars change lanes. The scale detail in them is much closer to something that I, I can appreciate. Uh, they're just absolutely gorgeous. And the digital slot, uh, the digital lane change capability and pit stops and all that. It's, it's just too good to pass up. And I've got the money. I don't have any kids. It's like, yeah, why not? Um, so that's not really a Tyco thing, but those will have their own separate episode whenever I get around to getting in the new house and getting that track set up. And that's going to be a whole thing. It'll be a video. It'll be a podcast. It'll be a whole thing because 
that's going to be a big deal in my life. Um, so that's a little bit about me and Tycho. And just for the record, I do have a number of Aurora cars as well, or Tommy, whatever you want to call them. Um, you know, that's another company that changed hands a few times over the years. And the Aurora cars actually were last manufactured under the Tommy brand. And I had some, oh, I had some nice cars. I had a, a Group C Jaguar, a Group C Toyota, a Group C Mercedes, uh, or Sauber Mercedes C9. Good stuff. I mean, some nice high quality cars from the 90s that were new in box. I had a Ferrari a 40. I had several Porsche 935s. I don't know what it is with me and the Porsche 935, except it's the Porsche 935. Uh, certainly, I will do an update once I have those tracks up and running again. And again, in podcast form, it's not going to be quite as exciting as it could be, but I'm happy to share my various automotive-related hobbies with you all through this portal and this content as a companion to what I do on YouTube or what I've already done on YouTube because uh, full disclosure, I'm 40 episodes in plus unboxings, plus uh, model rocketry, plus RC airplanes on my YouTube channel. And obviously I'm not going to redo all of that content in this space, but we'll hit the highlights. Certainly the numbered episodes and a couple of my special episodes where I talk about uh, luminary African-American race car drivers. Those will have their own podcast variants soon enough. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy. As always, visit my social media accounts and you can find everything on the Anchor webpage. Thanks for listening.